Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. This is podcast number 77. It's May 26th. Yep. Your last day in Canada. Yep. Technically. Yep. For three weeks. Well, almost three. Your last, well, it's not going to be your last video on the channel. We may or may not have filmed two videos yesterday. Uh, one for this channel and one for the second channel. And the one for the second channel is a Where Am I with $1,000 on the line. $1,000. Can Brent win $1,000? Find out this week on more Post to Post. <laughs> okay, so since this is our last podcast, uh, and you're li literally leaving in a couple of hours, yeah. so we won't make this too long, but it'll probably end up being the same amount of time it always is, which is around an hour. That's right. We have lots of stuff to talk about, uh, world championships, uh, some news around the NHL, uh, the NBA news that happened last night, uh, and some other stuff as well. So stay tuned for the next hour-ish. So the world championships, let's start with that since it's the most relevant hockey news at the moment, I would say. We got some criticism over the past two weeks of not covering the world championships. I'd say fair. Oh, yeah, I, th I think it's fair. But uh, yeah. like we released a goalie <laughs> helmet video last week and someone commented and said, the world championships are going on right now and you're releasing silly, foolish um, goalie helmet videos oh, I didn't like th see that. three hours after the, one of the games ended. Okay, number one, that video was filmed four days prior to its releasing. That That's what we have to do because we have lives. <laughs> I'm in physio all the time now and you work a regular job plus you're planning to leave for this trip. Mm -hmm. So when we do get a chance to film videos, usually film between two and five at one time, and then I release them throughout the week. So we can't like film a video right after a, a certain game or something like that. Wish we could, but we can't. So that's why we haven't really been covering the world uh, championships that much. Mm -hmm. However, recently we have started to watch oh, yeah. pretty much all the games. And uh, man, it's a pretty exciting year because it's great. there's so many storylines. There's Team Russia with their... Basically, Olympic team minus Tarasenko. Uh, we have Great Britain, who had an unbelievable comeback against France and punched their ticket into next year's world championship. And France is now relegated and has to play their way back in in, in a couple of years' time. Exactly, so. yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's a pretty special year. And then we have the Finns, who, I mean, are basically a, an entire European or an entire actual Finnish team. Yeah. Like the Czechs have some NHLers, the Swiss have some NHLers, Canada has some mostly or all NHLers, mm -hmm. all, all NHLers. The Finns, I think, have two maybe, and they're not even that No, they're like, not popular. prominent players. Like, well, in the Canadian commentary during uh, one of the games, they were talking about how I think it's Team Canada, amongst all the players, have... 220 NHL goals. Russia. Oh, Team Russia. 212 NHL goals this year. Yeah. And Team Finland, all of their players <laughs> together, zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> so it just, and I guess what this does say, well, it says a couple of things. One, Finland's pretty good at hockey. Yeah. Uh, but number two, the quality of the players that Finland has deployed to various leagues and teams across Europe is every bit as good. Absolutely. As the players that have been deployed to North America. I mean, if you look like at the population of Finland, there's like, I don't know, five or six million people mm -hmm. around there, I think. And then you look at the quality hockey players that that country produces, like per capita, I think Finland is probably the most successful. Well, not, well the most, uh, might be. Not, maybe not, maybe recently successful, but the most, I don't know. I'm looking for a word and I can't find it. The most accomplished country in producing talented hockey players in mm. the past 10 years. So it's a good time to be a Finn or a Finnish fan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Very good. And then you have Team Russia with, like I said, basically their Olympic team, their proper Olympic team, minus Tarasenko. And they can't get to the big dance. They couldn't get to the gold medal game. They are playing for bronze as we speak. I'm not sure what the score is. I think it was 2-1 checks last time I heard. Yeah. And they, I mean, the team stacked. And we watched the game yesterday. Uh, the Russia... Who did they play yesterday? 
They Finland. The Finns, yeah. And and <clears throat> it was such an individual game. Yeah. Like specifically, I'll just use one instance. At the end of the game, when they pulled the goalie, they put six forwards out. <laughs> Granted, probably the best six forwards in the entire tournament and possibly the NHL entirety. Maybe the world. Maybe the world. <laughs> um, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah. I mean, they did almost score, but you have six, for the most part, individual players out there, all kind of trying to do the same thing. Ovechkin was out there. He didn't get in his office. He was off on the point on the other opposite side. So that was a little strange. I don't I don't know why he chose to go there other than his, his good spot. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see... I just didn't really see like a, a complete team effort from Russia. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Excuse me. So there's lots of storylines. Uh, I mean, Canada barely won against the Swiss. S- scored was 0.4 seconds left to send it overtime and then score in overtime. Mm-hmm. It's been a good tournament. I'm I'm sad that I mean I'm sorry that we haven't talked about it until now in depth. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys are watching because it's awesome. Canada's game against Slovakia in the round robin was equally dicey. Uh, it was a last minute thing and uh, overtime thing or whatever. Or well, yeah. Mark Stone scored with like no time left really. Yeah, it's like four seconds left or one point <laughs> four. Yeah, whatever. Crazy. So Canada has not had an easy go here, and they lost to the Finns in game one of the round robin. So Finland has defeated Canada, and it's a rematch of that game. And Finland has the upper hand. Uh, both rosters, I don't know about the Finnish roster, but the Canadian roster has changed a little bit since then because we've had some arrivals. And uh, John Tavares was with Team Canada, but I think in the first practice he pulled up injured in some way and he hasn't been playing, so. Yeah, I mean, and then Canada doesn't have players like, there's no Crosby, there's no Subban, there's no Carey Price, there's no Doughty. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Canada team is a, almost a maybe a third-string Canada team. So... I'm only saying that as an excuse if they lose. <laughs> well, really, and if you look at the the Finns, who could have all kinds of NHL or talent there. They're in the same it, situation. It, they're in exactly the same situation. So it's a very even match. And uh, I think Finland has a lot to be proud of, regardless how the game turns out. But I think they have, they've beaten Canada already. Mm-hmm. They have, based on how they handled Russia in the game we watched yesterday, I would not be surprised at all if Finland won the whole thing. I think that says a lot about, and, not, and I'm not just talking about Finland. I think that says a lot about the leagues around the world, other than the NHL, mm-hmm. uh, the you know the league in Sweden, uh, the SHL, and then and obviously Finland, and all these other countries that have these leagues, uh, like the Swiss team. There's lots of players on on there that aren't from the NHL, <clears throat> and who did really well in this tournament mm-hmm. and had a you know had a great great tournament, and got the spotlight on them a little bit, and they deserve it. So. I think, I mean, globally, this tournament has really put a spotlight on hockey in general and that it's not just about North America and the NHL. There's so many other talented countries out there. Look at Germany. It's in the past three years. Germany has skyrocketed up the list of of countries who um, have had success in hockey. They went to the gold medal game in the Olympics, and they did pretty decent in this tournament as well. I've been impressed with Latvia in this tournament and recent tournaments. Latvia's been playing great. Absolutely. And just... I mean, Switzerland, look how small Switzerland is as a country. Mm-hmm. And that is an amazing hockey country. So, I mean, it's it's a good time for hockey globally right now. Yeah. It's There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Sure is. We were talking yesterday about the upcoming Olympics and how ch- uh, China is going to have a hockey team <laughs> in the Olympics because yeah. they're the hosts. They right. automatically get a hockey team. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little unfair, I think, but interesting to see. And obviously hockey is trying to grow in China anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have anything else to say other? About the world? About the world other than um, Only seen? one observation. The I don't know if you've noticed it, but although there's lots of ads around on the boards, other than the center ice logo, whatever that is, there is no advertising on the ice. I'm used to seeing, you know, Spangler Cup, mm. where you've got every of the of all five faceoff dots, they've got some ad, and then there's just stuff scattered everywhere. Everything that isn't in motion has a sticker on it or a logo painted even, on it. Even things that are in motion, they've got <laughs> they got uh, ads on their on their pants, in front of their pants, across their helmet, in the underneath front. their crotch, on, on by their jockstrap, everywhere. <laughs> so to see a clean ice surface, 
cleaner even than the NHL is because there's all kinds of NHL logos now and other things that, that are, everything's for sale, right? Mm-hmm. But to see a clean ice surface and then it'd be so large too, another 15 feet wider, to see the extra space that the players have to play on, it really took me back to the 80s even, just watching this beautiful clean ice surface and all the players on it and you can see so well. Mm, it's awesome. And it was it was great. So I, I, I like the large ice surface. I wish we would transition to the larger really? ice over here. I really do. I really do. I I thought I wouldn't like it because of the extra room. There would be less hitting and there'd be more offense. But we've seen 2-1 games. We've seen games that are scoreless right to the, near <laughs> to the very end. And it's the players can see each other well. Um, they can make use of that ice. I just, I really like it. And I think uh, it breeds more talent uh, because when you're defending when, with a bigger ice surface, you're likely not going to remove yourself from your defensive position as much. So you're going to let the guy stay to the outside and mm-hmm. dingle and dangle all he wants and stuff. Yeah. And I think that probably makes more exciting hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you you will have less hitting. So you, you, have to, you have to give up something to get something. And in and in Canada and, and the United States, the NHL size rinks that are 200 by 85, they, if that's all you ever play in, and then you go to the international scene for an Olympics or a world championship, I think that puts you at a disadvantage playing in the much bigger surface yep. without getting used to it. So I think if everywhere else on the planet is playing with the larger surface, then we don't have to immediately, let's say, but maybe phase it in over a 20-year period, try to get some rinks that are, that I are think, bigger. I think just financially that's too big of a an ask. Well, and I think that's why it takes so long because yeah. um, I, I don't know if we talked about it on this program or whether I just heard it on another podcast about how somewhere they're building a new arena or they're about to build a new arena mm-hmm. and they're planning to build it to accommodate a 100-foot width. Oh, really? Uh, with the ice plant, even though they're not going to board it that way mm-hmm. at first, but they're going to have the infrastructure underneath in the cement wow. to widen it if they need to, either to turn it into a, an international surface for an event or because it may come down the road someday. Interesting. So just when new rinks are being built, and probably within 20 years, you'll see a lot of refreshing of the rinks, just build, don't have to go to the 200 feet by 100 foot right away. Just put that extra seven and a half feet on either side of ice plant that you valve it off. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, you can still put seats over the top and, and it'll look normal. But then if you ever need it, it's already there. So was, is Rogers Center in Vancouver? Because it had the Olympics there in 20. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was big. I think it was the NHL size. And I think that's a disadvantage to the players coming in because they're used to having more room. And didn't they have squeezed. to change, didn't they have to make it bigger? I don't think so. Well, that, that's. Let us know in 2010. I don't remember. I don't think they did. I think it, if they did, it would have been a, th- a story. It would have been a thing. And I yeah. don't remember seeing anything about that. Where it wasn't following hockey super, super close at the time. So may have missed that. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. All right. All right. Let's move on. So a um, little bit about the finals coming up. Uh, some news out of Boston. It looks like Krejci is missing some practices and dealing with an injury. And, quote, should be available for the finals. Hmm. So keep an eye on that. Uh, that's that would be a massive loss for Boston, and um, but not really a surprising loss. I mean, I can remember Boston runs in the playoffs in the past ten years where Krejci just wasn't there because he was injured. So he's I don't want to say made of glass, but he does have a lengthy injury history. So a uh, little concerning, definitely. Mm-hmm. As far as the finals go in the schedule, uh, it is as follows: Game one would will be Monday, May twenty seventh. Game two is Wednesday, May 29th. Game three is Saturday, June 1st. Game four is Monday, June 3rd. Game five, if needed, is Thursday, June 6th. Um, Game six, if needed, is Sunday, June 9th. And if needed, game seven is Wednesday, June 12th. So that's quite a spread. And we fly home the 13th. I I think it's a ridiculous spread. That's crazy. There's like three day, a lot of three day breaks there. It's dumb. It is dumb. We went and played the first three rounds of the playoffs with one day break. And now we have, it's been, I think nine, it'll be nine days or something like that in between. Mm-hmm. I think it's nine days in between St. Louis's. No, it'll be less than nine days. Anyways, there's a big break in between round three and yep. this. And then all these breaks in between the games. What's the point? Like just, sp- if, if, we're, if there's going to be this much gap in between all this stuff, let's let's spread out round one and round two. Like, I don't I don't understand what the big and neither arena. It's 
annoying. in St. Louis nor Boston is accommodating any other professional sport that I'm aware of inside. Not at the moment. Right. So we're not talking uh, a basketball conflict as we yeah, would, let's no... say the Leafs were in the finals and the Raptors are in the finals at the same time. Obviously, you've got to do some juggalagging there. Juggalagling. Juggalagling. Okay. But um, that's not the case here for that. Is it just because they want the playoffs to end on the 12th of June? Did they plan for this to go seven, at least one of the series going seven games in every round, and that's when it would end? So that's when it's going to end because they have to plan the banquet. And I don't, I don't know because if that was the case, and I think that the schedule would be released at the beginning of the playoffs, like the final schedule. That's true, that's and it point. wasn't. That's a good point. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Very strange. Anyway. Interesting um, <clears throat> tidbit I have out of St. Louis on the the finals. Uh, the play-by-play announcer for the uh, St. Louis Blues is Chris Kerber, and he works for KMOX uh, St. Louis eleven twenty, and they've been the broadcaster for the Blues. I don't know if it's been continuous, but they've been the broadcasters for a long time, and KMOX has been on the air for a long time. I remember hearing them as a kid in the early seventies, uh, and you can still hear you can hear them from here at night. Uh, KMOX 1120. They're one of the few real good clear channel stations that still gets out. Anyway, if your TV breaks when you're watching any of the games, all you have to do is go into one of my fancy radios and turn it to 1120 kilohertz or just drive out into the driveway away from the house a little bit with your truck Mm -hmm. and turn your AM radio on 1120 and you're you're going to hear the game. I'll write this down. Yeah, do that. 1120 AM. But here's what Chris Kerber went and did. He went and drafted a guy by the name of John Kelly, who will do every second period play-by-play in the finals as long as they go. Okay. Okay. John Kelly is who? Yeah. John Kelly is the son of Dan Kelly, who was the St. Louis Blues play-by-play announcer in the 1970 series. Oh, cool. Against Boston. So a little bit of a throwback there. A little bit of a throwback, and he's getting he's getting John to uh, do the games, second periods, and he'll pick up, uh, Chris Kerber will pick up the first and third periods. Is of that his profession? or I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't have time before we started to uh, re- record here today mm-hmm. to look up a little bit more about John Kelly. That's but, cool. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah, that, that's actually It's a real awesome. classy touch uh, on the part of Chris Kerber, KMOX, to make this happen and to help connect the 1970 run with the 2019 run. Because hmm. uh, can, people can say it doesn't matter, but it, yeah. I mean, it kind of matters. Like It's a good storyline. Chris Kerber's already in Boston. I follow him on Twitter. And uh, he was he made some remark. He was in a particular drinking establishment. And there's a lot of St. Louis Blues fans starting to populate mm-hmm. the bar. Anyway... Before management could shut it off, either through the jukebox or whatever they have to play music, they got Gloria played twice (laughs) (laughs) in this Boston bar before someone pulled the plug on it and shut it off. That's awesome. (laughs) I think it's great. And that's what, Boston, that's what you're in for. Yeah, that's what you're in for. That's what you're in for. Get ready. These St. Louis Blues fans, they're not done. Yeah, and (laughs) someone should call all the uh, radio stations around Boston and tell them not to play that song because if they did... No one's going to re-listen to that radio station anymore. Now, if I was running a radio station in Boston and someone called me and said, please don't play Gloria by Laura Branigan, I'd be, well, yeah. (laughs) Why would I? (laughs) Because I'd hate the song. I like the significance it has for St. Louis. I I like that they've attached themselves to the song, and I understand. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I never liked the song, and I still don't. Okay. I like the song. Heck yeah. Okay, good for you. But I don't. But I don't mind hearing it. And I hope I hear it a lot, frankly. Because I'm cheering for St. Louis. I hope I hear Gloria continuously. I can handle that. Yeah. If if that's the price I have to pay. That is the price you have to pay. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Did you hear the racing fact about, not really fact, did you hear what happened with the the Stanley Cup and racing? Stanley Cup and racing? Yep. No. Mario and Andretti took the Stanley Cup for a ride around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I did not know that. 200 miles an hour. I did not know that. They put it in the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because Mario does have a, a two-seat car that yeah. that he drives around and brings yeah. journalists and stuff. Anyway, so there's, uh, <laughs> there's pictures of it on social media and stuff. Oh, that's so. amazing. I didn't pick that up, and I follow the indie pretty closely, too. So. Mm, I thought you'd like that. I was oh, hoping you wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm disappointed with the uh, lack of media coverage of the Indy 500 this year. ABC Sports used to be wall-to-wall. They, they would do uh, carburation day. They would do qualifying they would do all the special events that lead up to the Indy 500. Nothing. 
nothing. The race is on today, and that's about it. So I'm very Why? disappointed. I don't know. I don't know if it's a contractual thing or they're lazy or they ran out of money. Maybe just no one likes racing anymore. Well, they should still like Indy. I can I can <laughs> see why they'd start walking away from NASCAR a bit. Mm-hmm. But Indy, Formula One, it's great. All right, all right. All right. Um, back to hockey a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some news around the league out of Montreal. The Habs signed Kulak to a three-year contract with an average of $1.85 million. Uh, what's your thoughts on this contract? I think it's about right. I think it's fantastic yeah he's uh he really showed himself to be a very valuable player he had a great year very underrated um probably going to be with the canadians long term i would assume this is a i mean for a defenseman you know you have to overpay for a defenseman it's just how the league goes um and to get him for 1.85 for three years mm-hmm. to me that's a steal that's a that was a great signing very smart been player incredibly critical of uh, mark bergevin over the past we have I don't know, five years or six years or whatever it is. And um, this is, I would say, honestly, it's it's a low-key signing, but I think it's one of his best mm-hmm. his best signings uh, ever as yeah. a Canadian GM. So. Yeah, it, it ranks right up there with the Paul Byron find and, and a few other things. A couple of other little things, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Winnipeg, Brassois agrees to a one-year contract with them worth $1.25 million. Again, I think an okay signing. If I mean, you look at some teams, <clears throat> Montreal, who have one goalie with a large contract, um, you kind of have to get a backup with a reasonable contract. And Winnipeg, I would say, has a main goalie with a reasonable contract and also a backup goalie with a reasonable contract. So It's reasonable in, in value, but is it reasonable in time? I, when I saw just one year, I wondered what the reason for that was. Hellebuck's your guy uh, in the long term, and Brassois is a very good backup. Why wouldn't you lock him in for four or five years? I think they're worried about performance. Well, maybe. We all know that he's not the best goalie in the league, and we know that he's not the best backup goalie in the league. Yeah. So I don't think they're willing to commit long-term to... Do you think it's their choice then that it's only I think it's their choice. Okay. Yeah, I think it's their choice. I guess to flip the coin over, he could be saying, well, I think I'm going to be more attractive to other teams in a year's time, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to lock in for too long. But I I think you're right. Yeah, he's not a a bad goalie. But anyways, uh, Minnesota... Did you hear the news out of Minnesota? Um, no. Mike Medano joins the team as an executive advisor. Oh, I did not hear that. Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but he joins the team, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's the team he started to play for, I believe, the Minnesota North Stars <coughs> back in the day. Pardon me. You all right there, Haas? <clears throat> yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm 98% out of the woods in that cold I had a few weeks ago. Okay. But I just have some residual... Uh, things to deal with All right. internally here. When you need to cough, you raise your hand and I'm going to mute your mic. All right. Okay. <laughs> if I have time. Uh, Voinov, did you hear the news about him? Uh, the suspension. Yeah, so he was issued a one-year suspension mm-hmm. uh, by the NHL PA or whatever. He was, he was, however, credited with 41 games already served, which means he could return uh, to the NHL mid-season, upcoming season. The L.A. Kings have already said that they have no interest in having him join, rejoin their team. Okay. So I wonder if other teams will also decline the services of Voinov based on what happened in this whole drama situation. I suspect that no team is going to sign him just to make a stand, and I agree with it. The, the press release, the joint press release from the NHL and the NHLPA that came out was very brief, very curt, maybe three or four short paragraphs, and mm. that was it. And I had to, I still have to be reminded as to why he was suspended. I It doesn't ring a bell with me. It was so long ago. Yeah. Like, I, it was, I think it was domestic abuse oh, or something okay. like that, or okay. domestic and substance or something. I don't, honestly, yeah. I don't remember. I just remember it was pretty bad. Yeah. So, and if I'm wrong, just let me know in the comments. It's not a big deal. Someone probably knows the whole situation inside and out. Yeah. So, so feel it wasn't free to a, leave a comment. So he was suspended for non-hockey issues, probably. As like far as with, I know, yeah. With his other life. I'm almost, I'm almost positive it was, okay. it was uh, domestic, but whatever. Yeah. It rings um, a bit of a bell when you say that, so that's probably it. News out of the island. Nelson signs a, signs a six-year contract worth an average of $6 million per year. Six years. I mean, in six years, the cap's going to go up. We've got Seattle coming in. cap's definitely going up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real safe contract for Nelson. Uh, I, I think it it overplays his value a little bit financially right now, 
but I think it's a very fair contract to him and to the team, to him short-term and to the team long-term. So mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with this contract. Um, do you have any opinion on No. <laughs> um, news out of Ottawa. They have a new coach. They do. DJ Smith. After interviewing several people, including yes. Patrick Waugh, we talked about that last weekend. They have got DJ Smith. DJ Smith. DJ <clears throat> Smith, the former coach or the former assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I don't know if this is a good signing or not. I don't really know a lot about the guy, to be honest. I'm not going to sit here and make up stuff. Uh, I don't think it matters who coaches the Ottawa Senators. It could be Patrick Waugh. It could be Pat Quinn. It could be Ken Hitchcock. It doesn't matter. As long as Eugene Melnick is in that position, there's going to be drama and there's going to be headaches for whoever the coach is. So I, good luck to DJ Smith and the Ottawa Senators. I hope hope he turns the team around. Hope he does really well. Hope he's there long term. And I wish him all the best with Melnick. There you go. I have, well, we watched some Memorial Cup recently. Yeah. What did you think of that? It's good hockey. My goodness, it it's is. Good it's, it's it's, it's so really good. good hockey. It's good hockey, but I, I think they need to do something with the rules. The, what do you the, mean the standings rules? Well, the, the game, the Friday night game, where I think it's Halifax playing Rowan Aranda or something, and as long as one of them didn't win by more than four goals, oh yeah, it it, it changed the standings to the right now. The Prince Albert Raiders is it Raiders? Prince Albert, anyways, on the outside looking in. Because all the teams, the three teams that are in, it's a four-team tournament, and two teams play in the semi, and then there's a final uh, featuring the winner of the semi and the one who gets the buy through. Uh, Prince Albert's sitting there with no games left to play, mm-hmm. and the two teams that are playing are already in as long as they engineer the game in such a way that mm. the tiebreaker rule doesn't kick in and allow Prince, Ed- or Prince Albert back in. And... You're basically, in the case of Halifax, they lost the game by one goal, and they were thrilled. Like, ah, there's something seriously wrong. With they're it. the host city. They're the host city. Yeah. They technically they wouldn't even have made the Memorial Cup if they weren't the host, host right. city, and now they're playing for the Memorial yeah, Cup. Yeah, because in the semi, they, they got their way to the semis, yeah. they played the Guelph Storm and beat them. And quite handily, too. Uh, well, well, I don't say that. Yeah, well, it was... Not as close as it could have been. I, I was really thinking Guelph was going to I was hoping you know, we were cheering for Guelph. Yeah, we You'd were. You'd think we would cheer for Halifax since it's the local team, or most local team to us. But yeah, we were pretty heavy on the Guelph storm. Uh, Suzuki was pretty fun to watch. Not so much in that last game, but no, uh, pretty silent. throughout the tournament. I really thought that Noah Dobson was the complete difference maker. For, holy chug. You thirsty there, Haas? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to respond to your complaint about my... God, you're needy. <laughs> um, no, I thought <clears throat> I thought Noah Dobson was was fantastic. He was on the ice like 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he took a line change. Like the dude played, I think it was 25 out of the 40 first 40 minutes. Yeah, it was it was unreal. And he was in. He wasn't just playing big minutes defensively. Like he was taking the puck in and going on rushes and going behind the net and stuff. Like this kid is. This kid is incredible, and I'm lucky we can say that because he's from Prince Edward Island. So. He is. He's from Summerside. Yeah. So I'm cheering hard for Halifax now. Yes. I wasn't when this all started, but I am now because what a great story that would be if Noah Dobson wins the Memorial Cup two years in a row with two different teams. Yeah, yeah. that's true. What What do they have in common? Yeah. Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I have some rumors around the NHL if you'd like to hear. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's. I don't know the accuracy of any of these rumors. That's why they're called rumors, but I'm going to read them anyway. The Islanders are interested in Bobrovsky, which I thought was very interesting. I personally don't see that happening, but you never know. Uh, the Rangers are heavily interested in... Um, I didn't even write the name down. <laughs> I guess I guess I just moved on to the next rumor. The Rangers are heavily interested. Um, oh, Panarin. <laughs> Panarin. <laughs> I'm trying to think back to what I read. Yeah, Panarin. So I think that's a really good fit. Actually, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with Panarin and, and with the Rangers. It's a good fit. He's but still young. Rangers are rebuilding. They've got that big high draft pick this coming year. You don't like it? Well, I'm just I I, I like it, but I wonder if that gets Panarin what he wants. Does Panarin actually want to win, or does Panarin just want to play in a team in a big big city and and be the guy? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what. I think he wants to get paid big and live in a cool city. Yeah, because if you want to win a Stanley Cup 
which is probably more important to a North American than it would be to an overseas player because they don't grow up dreaming about it like we do, um, then fine, fine. But if he wants to win a cup, I think, or if I was wanted to win the cup, I think New York would be way down my list of teams well, to sign with. Okay, well, where do you think you should sign? Well, I would sign with, with Washington or I would sign with... Uh, Washington can't afford him. But they could afford me. I'm talking about me. It's all about me. <laughs> you think Montreal should sign him? Um, Not if he wants to win a cup. <laughs> oh, ow. Ow, that hurt. Mm. Um, I think Montreal's got the cap room. Mm-hmm. They've got the need they for have a player of his ca- they caliber. They definitely have the need. And it's a damn cool city to represent. And he could maybe be one of the few people who can handle the pressure of playing hockey in Montreal. Mm. Uh, th- those are special people. A lot of players don't even want to talk to Montreal because they don't want that micro- microscope on them. I don't think he wants to play there just for tax reasons alone. Well, it could be. They can sweeten the offer, though. I give him a signing bonus that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, Montreal's interested in Eberle. Speaking of Montreal, I think I mentioned this to you last you week. You did, yes. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll discuss it when it happens, if it happens. Mm. Uh, Columbus wants to keep Duchesne, which is pretty cool. I, yeah. I'm okay with that. I think he fits in pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took him a while to fit in, but yep. I think it was pretty clear that after a while he fit in pretty good. That's basically all the hockey talk that I have. Yep. Um, me, me too. I'm good for hockey. So the game last night, the NBA wow. game, that was, that was unreal. And if you don't like basketball, the next five minutes are probably going to be pretty boring to you. But uh, it was just a tremendous game, uh, a comeback game. They were down by yeah. 15. Yeah. And, I mean, late in the third, down by 15. And in the fourth quarter, man, that was it was <laughs> exciting to watch. And Kawhi was on the bench for, for yeah. a part of that run back. And they came on, and that he made that amazing dunk. I think it was Lowry that passed that gave him the ball there. That was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so really cool to see the Raptors come back in that game and come back in the series. They were down two nothing in the series, come back and win. So exciting. I never thought that I would PVR a basketball game, <laughs> but after the previous round that went to Game Seven, and how exciting that was. I thought, I have to see some of this now. I have to see what everyone's talking about. Because I don't like basketball as a rule. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite sport by a long shot. I'd rather watch high lie or test cricket, usually, than okay. basketball. Okay, so uh, this is where I'm starting out from. Mm-hmm. But I did PVR, and I got up this morning to watch the second half, because I'm trying to get up early and go to bed early to get my body clock already adjusted a bit for uh, mm-hmm. for the trip. And I was right on the edge of my seat the, this morning, watching that fourth quarter, especially the last five minutes. It was fantastic. It, and it took a half an hour to play the last five minutes. And it always does. Yeah. I, I see a lot of people on Twitter, same view as you, like never really interested in basketball that much, but this player really had got me interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you look at the lineup, you've got Lowry guiding plays like a magician, Kawhi being an absolute goat and doing everything. Gasol is just being a monster. Um, Siakam with some, uh, huge blocks. Van like, Fleet with the three Van Fleet just, just draining those threes. Like <laughs> there's so many little storylines and little things that are that lead up to the each of these wins. And it's really exciting. So uh, I generally don't watch a lot of basketball. If I do, I'm only watching the Raptors. Like I'll watch the Raptors throughout the season a little bit and then every game in the playoffs. And whenever they're gone, I kind of give up on basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the Denver Nuggets a little bit too. I, I don't mind them. Other than that, you kind of lose me with basketball a little bit. Yeah, I really. Uh, other than the Raptors and the story that it tells for the city of Toronto, I have no interest in 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 basketball as a rule. Um, but yeah, you 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 missed one player when you were going through the list, Drake. Oh, Drake. What's your <laughs> thoughts on Drake? <laughs> well, I I know there's some controversy, and I'm not up on the controversy part. But I like on the road games how he's out with the crowd mm-hmm. out in the Jurassic Park, I guess they call it. And he's right on the sidelines. You can see him hopping and bopping around. He's, he's at midcourt there just, Heck yeah. just having a great Man, time. He loves everything. It doesn't matter what happens on the court. He freaking loves it. And I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Too. I don't like Drake. I'm not a Drake fan. But I support the meme of Drake. Like, it's a, There's people in, in uh, Jurassic Park with big Drake heads. I see them flying up in the crowd. Like That's amazing. Like, guys, support the meme. Support the Drake meme. Uh, it's, just, it's just fun to watch. Look, yeah. look at the passion. Like. I don't like I said I'm not really a big fan of Drake but how do you how can you not respect someone who loves something that much 
he gets so excited about every single basket and he, like he, he chirps the other team like it's not he's not just cheering like cheering for the Raptors and getting excited like he's legitimately verbally chirping the other player players the other team it's great one thing I like too is the broadcast usually pans the crowd multiple times but there's usually one time when they look for celebrities mm-hmm. right so it's not just Drake you know Jerry D is here like and no one else will know who Jerry D is, but we do in Canada, yeah. Mr. D, right? Dallas Green was there, I think, last night, too. Yeah, and, and there were others. And just to look at the crowd, how diverse the crowd is, this is something I don't think you see yet. It's coming, but I don't think you see it yet in hockey. But in the crowd, you're seeing um, people of color. You're seeing uh, a lot of, uh, I think it's a very good mix, male to female. Yeah. And a lot of kids there. It's I think the diversity in Toronto is fantastically diverse. I was going to say that, yeah. With. It's, a, it's a very diverse city. Yeah. But but to see them all celebrating together at a Canadian event. Uh, and in fact, James Naismith, who invented basketball, was a Canadian. Yeah. So this is our game. Technically, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool, though, because it was, there was obviously different religions and stuff in the audience last night. And man, that didn't matter. Like yeah. for... For four quarters, it didn't matter. And no. everyone just came together and cheered for a sport, and it was great. Yeah. Totally. And a lot of youth, like so many young people. Absolutely. I don't know what the ticket prices are like inside for a playoff game for the Raptors versus what they would be for the same level of, well, how, how would we know what but, it's like for the Leafs? <laughs> for the Leafs. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. But but what would the ticket prices be? Maybe they're vastly different. Maybe they're the same. I don't I, know. That's, yeah, that's a good question for... Um, any basketball, any Toronto basketball fans out there, let us know if you're local to Toronto and um, you know the ticket prices of these games. Let us know down in the comments. We'd be curious to uh, find out. Mm-hmm. But, and this is the first time in Raptors history that they are going to the finals. This is the first time in NBA history that the finals will be played in Canada. Um, it's pretty big news. Like If you're not a fan of basketball, totally understand. If you'd like to give basketball a chance, this is the time. Watch the finals coming up. I think game one is on... Tuesday uh, or Thursday? It's in Toronto. I think it's Tuesday night. I don't remember. There's a game on Sunday. There's a game a week from today. I know that. I just don't remember what game it is. Anyways, please give it a try. It's going to be great. All right. Do, the, the, we, we did skip one hockey thing that we talked about just before we went to air, and so, that was the ECHL. Oh, right. Yeah, the ECHL. So... so there's a new, or there was a new, there is a new team in the ECHL this year. It's the Newfoundland or the St. John's Growlers, the Newfoundland Growlers, or whatever. Um, they're in the freaking finals. <laughs> like yeah. what? What? They're 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 Vegasing yeah. the ECHL. They are. They're yeah. They are. Uh, the game one was last night. They won four three in overtime. In overtime. Has that so, a, like has know. that happened in a league? I'm sure it has happened in a league. Like we almost saw it with Vegas last year. We almost saw it but with we Vegas. Kind of naive. And the fact that we kind of pretend like other these other leagues kind of don't exist, yeah. so we're not as aware. And in the AHL and the ECHL, maybe to a slightly lesser extent, because they are often affiliated with or even owned by NHL teams, they can be created and immediately stacked yeah. right away. So it's not, it's probably not as rare, but in the case of the Growlers, they're not affiliated. Mm. They just got created out of nothingness and they amass some players and there's Newfoundland-based players like Party and, and others that are playing for the team, local guys. And here they are. I think it's wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the games aren't on TV. Otherwise, we'd watch them. I mean, our TV. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd watch them. But uh, I'm not sure if you can watch them online. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I thought we'd mention it. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I almost forgot. Sorry. So to end this podcast, you're going on a little trip. We've discussed that over I the am. past couple of months, actually. You've been playing this for a while. You leave in... What time is it? Uh, Leave in like two and a half hours? Yeah, you take us to the airport in about two hours and 15 minutes now. Excited? Yeah, quite excited. Quite excited. Very, very excited. And didn't sleep all that great last oh, night. Oh, really? I, some kind of weirdo helicopter went over the house this morning about 3.19 or 3.20 in the morning. I think it was a medevac. We're right on the direct path between the Halifax Hospital and the Charlottetown Hospital. So helicopters that are en route mm. doing medevacs go right over the house. But this one here seemed louder and lower than usual, but... Anyway, it woke me up and that was it. Wow. And I wanted to get up around that time anyway, because I, when we get to the plane in Montreal tonight to fly on the red eye over to mm-hmm. Heathrow, I want to be able to have a few good hours of well, sleep snooze. time. It's news time. You're trying to acclimate yourself to the time zone yeah, difference. Because when we get there, we're going to get into London in the morning tomorrow. 
fairly early in the morning if everything's on time, like 7.30. And we're going to have to do the customs, clearance, immigration stuff and get through all of that. We have tickets for the Heathrow Express to get ourselves downtown to Paddington. And then we have to make our way to the hotel. That will take a couple of hours to go through all that. Mm-hmm. We'll still be arriving at the hotel. If we went straight there, hours before we're allowed to check in. Yeah. So you've got these two Canadian zombies staggering around <laughs> who have no no real good sleep in the last 36 mm-hmm. hours. In a new place. In a new place. Never been there before. With suitcases. So I'm, I'm guessing if worst case scenario is we'll go to the hotel. No, sorry, we don't have a room for you just yet, sir. Well, can you at least store our bags for us, you know, and then we can walk around. Mm-hmm. We're not far from Notting Hill Gate and a few other places. So if the weather is decent, we'll be we'll be fine. But uh, I'm, we'll be looking forward to getting in the hotel room and maybe having a mm-hmm. 40 winks. I notice you're wearing a, a Sheffield Steelers I hat. am. I am. Just thought I'd get used to the local. Are you going to wear, are you going to bring any of those ECHL hats over? I'm wear? not. Oh, um, Well, that's a... A, when I come back with it, how can I say that I didn't buy it over there if I'm close to my limit on customs or something? That's one that is small, true. small concern. That's true. You know, Why would you be coming back with a Sheffield Steelers hat that you say you brought to England? Yeah, right. What about your Man U jacket? Uh, I am wearing that just because I need a jacket yeah. anyway. But uh, And if, if they ask me about it, I can probably show them a hole in it somewhere to show prove it's not brand or new. Or you, t- you can show them... The vlog that you're going to post. Yes, that's right. Yeah, on, your, actually, on your channel. Probably finished uploading by now. Yes. It was at 52% or something when we started this. So, yeah, I'll have a, if you really have nothing to do with your life, um, there's a vlog of me going to New Hampshire and back. <laughs> like and 52 minutes or 56 52 minutes, minutes of me yeah. just yacking at the uh, <laughs> at the camera and repeating myself. And it's very, very hard to listen to, it's I'm epic. sure. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're quite excited. We, we fly out of Charlottetown to Montreal and then we wait in Montreal for a couple of hours and we board uh, the plane for Heathrow. And of course, because I am anal and I have to know everything about everything, I follow the planes yeah. in the air before they even get to me to the, make sure that everything's okay. The plane that you're going to take from Montreal to Heathrow, you know where that came from. I know where it, it, it flew. It's As we're starting this podcast, it's still in the air about an hour from landing in Toronto from Madrid. Madrid, yeah. So Madrid, Spain to Toronto, it lands there. It's an hour and a half late getting into Toronto, which doesn't bother me any. If our flight is late getting out, that's cool. Okay. The, the less time we have to stagger around until we get our hotel room. Mm-hmm. Once we get there tomorrow, the better. And then it goes Toronto to Montreal. I've been on that flight before, the Airbus 330 repositioning flight to Montreal. They, they fill it full of people, mm-hmm. but th- none of those people are going on to Heathrow. They're all getting off in Montreal. Then they drag it to a new gate, I think. And then, uh, yeah, we supposedly board at 7 p.m. Montreal time tonight. And by quarter to eight, we're pulling away from the gate. This is your first overseas trip. Uh, you're, you're, you're up there. You're getting up there. You're close to 60. And this is your first time across this, the sea. It is. What? This is a pretty special trip. Like this isn't just, you know, I'm going to see Europe. Like this is. It's it's very. This special. is a huge trip for you. So it, it's very special. We have your mother and I both have wanted to go over there, anywhere in Europe, but specifically the UK, the British Isles, um, for a long, long time, yeah, for decades. Been, yeah, you guys have been talking about this for a while. Yeah, but I've never had a life and a job and a pay and and the ability to mm. squirrel money away ever all throughout this period of time. For the most of my life and most of the time you were growing up, I was working at jobs that were a lot of fun, but they didn't pay a great amount of money and we were just getting by. Welcome to Atlantic Canada. There you go. And uh, now we finally, you know, we've had a little bit of good luck and uh, I have my job is solid and full time and until mm-hmm. I retire and all that. So it's the first time I've had job security of any kind, probably ever. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're finally able to make it happen. So we're really excited. Are you going to be posting updates on social media? Yes, I am. I will be posting. Uh, you've persuaded me to reactivate my Snapchat. So, right. so that's, that's going to be very much of a struggle. So don't expect to see much there because I really don't know how to work. Yeah. I've actually only shared that your username with Patreon members. So. Yeah. And that's probably where it should stay. As far as like Instagram or Twitter or anything like that? Instagram, yes. And I think Instagram may be the main platform because from Instagram, when I post, I can feed that post to Twitter Okay. from Instagram. And your your Instagram is BrentVY2HF? BrentVY2HF. Or just or v- some variant VY2HF, of that. HF, I don't know. Yeah, if you do a look for that, you'll find me. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, great. Mostly they'll just be pictures with some hashtags mm-hmm. and I'll uh, 
share that over the Twitter because Instagram and Facebook are corporately together. They'll probably share some over to Facebook as well, but no one on the show will probably see that unless they're already friends. All right. I want to start a thing right now. It's um, I'm going to start a new hashtag, and this is for you. You have to use this hashtag too. Oh, great. Okay. We've already kind of talked about this a little bit. I want you to do the goat the goat pose in front of like famous places like uh, I don't know like Big Ben and, and like any basically anywhere you go that's cool take a get a photo of you doing the goat pose and use hashtag goat pose hashtag goat pose goat. if you don't know what goat pose is do it it's like yeah it's like basically it's that someone so, someone did a meme of me coming out of a box of french fries or something doing like that yeah, right? or yeah. whatever it was <laughs> it was a long we, time we, if you haven't seen the, the video we actually have a um uh, a video on the channel about Brent's memes. So if you just go to the Post to Post channel and search meme, you'll find it, watch it, you'll see some awesome memes in there. That's kind of where it came from. Um, so hashtag goat pose. And you guys at home, if you can, if you want to take a photo of yourself doing the goat pose wherever and upload it to social media <laughs> and uh, make sure you hashtag goat pose. If you click on goat pose, like that hashtag, you'll be able to see other people's okay. photos. Yeah, that's, what I'll, that's so, what I'll do. Uh, Let's do it. Let's let's start the hashtag go pose. You'll see me posing in front of uh, if I'm if I remember to do these things because you get over there and, and yeah, life, li- life takes over. So I'll, I'll I'll remind you. Don't worry. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but with the great Wi-Fi they have over in, in England and Scotland, and with the, we're going to get uh, UK based SIM cards for our phones mm-hmm. with data, so we should be okay for a lot of it. Are you bringing the shirt that says goat on it? I'm not. What? Should I? I guess Heck I should. yeah. Okay, I'll pack that. The red one. The red one. Because it matches your jacket, and it's part of the part of the meme. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be vlogging this trip? I will be vlogging. You've kindly loaned me the G7X, and uh, I'm not a whiz-bang in using it, but uh, I am I think, well, I... You did, tr- you did okay. In, in, the, the trip to Deerfield yeah. was a bit of a, a test, a bit of an experiment. So if you have any uh, constructive criticism on, on that... I know what the first one's going to be. Shut up. <laughs> no, um, no. You, I, I'm excited for your vlogs. You're probably not going to post any until you get back. That's right. Um, they will be uh, recorded and saved off. I'm taking a portable hard drive with me because I need gigs of space mm. uh, probably to handle all of this. So I will do that. And when uh, when I get back, hopefully you'll have some time and maybe between the two of us we can produce some some vlogs. Yep. Maybe it'll be one each day for each of the days we were traveling or one for each location. No, do it day by day. Day by day. Do okay. it day by day and don't rename your files. Okay? <laughs> Keep them in order for the love of God. Okay. And if we make a folder called day one and put all the video in there. Next folder, day two, do it like that. Okay. Well, it'll be I so can. much easier to edit and stuff. I think I can do that. All right. And uh, yeah, so find Brent on YouTube. I think it's just Brent Taylor. Yeah, Brent Taylor, or like if, if you do a look for VY2HF, you're going to find yeah. that, that's my ham radio call sign, and it seems to be a it's a unique identity in the world. No one else has that call sign because each country has its own set of, mm. of uh, prefixes, so it's a safe way of being unique. That's why I chose my call sign as my main social media identity. Mm. Um, when we're over there, there's going to be some interesting things happening, just other than the touristy things we're going to try to make happen for ourselves. Okay. Uh, it's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Oh, really? Which is going to happen on the 6th of June. We'll be in Scotland by then, but uh, down in uh, London, they're going to be having a very substantial celebration, uh, including the President of the United States will be there to visit. Wow. And uh, big, big stuff. Lots of military aircraft, old DC-3s are flying over now from the States and Canada to be part of a big fleet of DC-3s that will overfly. It's going to be amazing. So I'm going to probably be in the worst possible place to see it because we'll be doing something cool in Scotland touring a castle or wherever. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully if you see anything really cool, if you PVR that mm-hmm. uh, for us. I'll send you some posts on social media and stuff. So there'll be lots of posts. On that would be yeah. wonderful. Um, um, so of course the president is visiting in London. He's spending three days there next week. Um, and also um, Theresa May, the prime minister of uh, the United Kingdom, is stepping, stepping down, down yeah. and, she, and her last day is June the 7th. And wow. uh, so she'll be done. And I don't know if they'll have picked a successor for her by then, but we'll be in Edinburgh that day. 
Uh, it'll be news. So it will be there when all of this chatter is going on about the political changes in England and Brexit mm-hmm. and all of that. And we'll be in Scotland, which is a place that voted against the uh, against leave and wanted to remain. So It's kind of cool that all that stuff is going on because when you look back on this trip eight years from now or ten years from now or whatever, um, you can get a little nostalgic about some of this. Some Absolutely. Of these things and yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be cool. Absolutely, yeah. So we, we want to vlog it in in one way, I guess, for the, the viewers and the people who like to follow uh, and have, have extra time that want to follow me too, but also just as our own memories. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing probably on day one, day two, day three in those folders, you'll just see lots of uh, B-roll pan- panoramic shots and things that don't need to be in a, in a vlog, just for They're us. They're just for you. Just for us, yeah. All right. So if you want to put them in, great. But uh, you're going to see me probably get the most excited at the Greenwich Meridian, the Prime Meridian okay. in Greenwich, and uh, and maybe at my fifth great-grandfather's gravesite. If, uh, if the research is correct, and there's two different branches of research, but uh, my great-grandfather, if it's correct... Uh, Fifth great grandfather is buried in Dalton, Scotland. Cool. So I'm going to try to uh, record that visually. It's in some way. So nice. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck on your trip. I'll see you in three weeks. Have fun. Thank you very much. And uh, you guys can expect lots of videos. Uh, maybe not right away. Not this upcoming week. There's probably only going to be two videos that release. Maybe three, um, but two videos that release uh, on post to post and one on more post to post. And um, there won't be any other videos other than that until the following week. And there should be lots of videos, um, I would say, about a week into June and the second week into June, there's going to be tons of videos. Um, keep an eye out for that. There's, I can't really tell you what's going on, but big stuff's happening. So, yeah. So thanks for joining me for this podcast. I uh, appreciate it. Have fun on your trip. Thank you guys for, for listening and watching and hope you're having a good day. Um, yeah. Take care. We'll see you in the next podcast if it happens next weekend, which hopefully we will. All right. See you. Adios.